This is Darren Coyle. He loves adventures of all kinds. His most prized possession is his grandfather's rock collection, and his heroes are his parents. He is helping transform supply chain business technologies at Microsoft. What I love about my job is the pace. We are able to deploy really interesting manufacturing technologies to our own factory at a pace that I've never seen outside of Microsoft. In my 20 plus years in manufacturing technologies, Microsoft, as many people are unaware, is a manufacturing company. We build Xbox, we build Surface, we build Surface Hubs, HoloLens, keyboards and accessories. The first big challenge was understanding the way the supply chain works at Microsoft. Everything from the sourcing, the plan, the make, the deliver, the care, the return, logistics. So just understanding the scope and the magnitude of our own supply chain. What are we doing in our factories today? What opportunities are there to improve the way that we build a product? what we know about the product, where the product is, the quality of the product, the speed of deploying products. Um, there's lots of things in manufacturing that are important. Manufacturing tends to be fairly conservative in the way they adopt technology. In our case, we have lots of pockets of data. So we had an engineering database over here. We had a SAP ERP system over there. We had the manufacturing execution system at the contract manufacturer's place. All these different types of all these different locations of data. The first problem we're trying to solve is, how do we answer questions about our business? For example, if a device came back and we wanted to know the, the history of that device, when was it made, where was it made, where did it ship to, who activated it, why did they return it? Just the one serial number would take us days to go to each one of those different data sources, pull the data, put it together in a report, and answer one business question. If you want to keep up in this market, you've got to be able to answer these questions faster. You can't spend your time getting data, bring it to the forefront, answer one business question, and then go figure out what the next business question is that you want to address. That was the business problem we were trying to solve. Let's go connect all these data sources in one location. That way we can answer any question that we may have. Today it's a serial number, tomorrow it's a quality issue, the day after that it's a sourcing issue, and we don't have to go spend countless hours curating, manicuring, stitching together data. A year ago, we took our manufacturing operations on a digital transformation. And that transformation, uh, we broke down into three waves, a connected wave, a predictive wave, and a cognitive wave. And the connected wave was really the, the first step, which is there's lots of data sources all around the world. Get connected to them all. We're just connecting to the data we already have. That turned into a trip to China. We spent about a month there and we connected to a dozen different data sources. They look at productivity, they look at yield, they look at outputs, they look at repairs and inventory levels. So productivity is data that comes from our contract manufacturer. They use a Oracle-based ERP system. And so what we did is we gave them a data contract, fairly simple flat file format that says, here's the different fields that we need. We help them with a script to extract the data out of their system. And then we basically push that data to the event hub or to blob storage. So from the event hub or blob storage, that then moves into our Azure data lake. Our partner data flows to us across the internet using encrypted packages into the event hub or into blob storage, depending on who's sending the data and what they're sending. Our product data flows across a lease line, also encrypted into our storage containers, and then into Azure Data Lake. For our network design, it comes down to the data that we're streaming off of the location. What does it mean? How important is it? What's its time sensitivity? For example, we just connected process equipment at the factory. And so we're using a IoT gateway to Azure connection to stream data live into the factory and then turn that data back around to make real-time decisions. So the round trip is seconds. 
We just took the basic things that they use every day, reports that they trust, and we automated those reports. We got them into Power BI, we got the data moved into the cloud, some basic analytics behind it, and brought all that data back to the factory. Our first deadline was to get an operational control room for the factory. The four-person team went out there, and in six weeks, we were able to automate their standard reports they looked at every day, productivity, shipments, yield, quality. Built them a 10-screen Power BI visualization room where they could look at all the data live all the time. We did all that in, the, in a six-week period before the CEO came out to see an entire digital transformation of the way that that factory was looking at data, presenting data, and reviewing data. We had all that insight and the slicing available in Power BI immediately because we were connected to the raw data source. We could answer questions about what happened yesterday or the week before. We could look at line-to-line -line comparisons. And all these things were instantly available and instantly answered with Power BI in the factory, which is what got the wheels started. Since we began a year ago, we've connected to our primary factory, we've connected to a dozen of our vendors, we've connected to our delivery mechanisms, and we've connected to our customer service mechanisms. We were able to do all of this over the last nine months. That's in the connected phase. The predictive stage is kind of where we are now, where the data lets us see trends as they are occurring real time and respond to them. We can dispatch people to the floor. Uh, we don't have to wait for an excursion event to happen. We can see supplier data coming in, we can make decisions about how much to build, where to build, where to ship, based on all of this data coming to the surface real time, because we don't have to collect the data anymore. So for all of our automated test machinery, we did all of the statistical grading in the back end, okay. um, so that when it came into Power BI, I had already had a, a, a sort of a ranking as to whether or not this piece of data was important or not, which then goes into the heat maps, which allows us to find the data quickly. On the machine level data, like a lamination machine or a trimming machine, all that data gets statistically graded actually in Power BI itself. So we brought it all the way through and then we developed the statistical process control rules in Power BI and so it executes SPC on the fly. So we have both, the cognitive wave. It's now there for us 24 by seven. We've had dozens of conversations with these manufacturing operations that see the same thing. They laugh in the same way. They say, oh yeah, we run our factory off of Excel. We run our factory off of PowerPoint. And we have the same challenges. It takes us a week to answer one business question. And we show them in five minutes and we bring up Power BI and show our factory. And we're like, look, I can tell you why I missed production today. Oh, I short parts from this vendor and I have a bunch of stuff stuck in repair. And we show them the power of the visualization layer, and the pace that you can answer questions. And then we go back and tell them again, take advantage of all of the machine learning and the AI and the intelligence insights and let that then drive your business. The cognitive wave is where we allow the machine learning to solve complex problems for us. And we focus on manufacturing operations and supply chain operations. The difference between predictive waves and cognitive waves is more around the fundamental technologies behind it. Cognitive is more about using machine learning, artificial intelligence. So to get started, we presented the problem to several data scientists. We gave them all of the data streams. So the data streams came from fact information, such as process yield coming off the machinery. We gave them dimensional information, as in this component came from this physical location, the order in which things were put together, so that the patterns could then look for relationships and causality and create a better optimal solution for how we built the HoloLens large big data platform analysis to solve complex problems, not necessarily things that are occurring at this very second, but things that are occurring over longer periods of time. This sort of analysis by a human would take 
weeks and weeks and weeks, trial and error, lots of computation, MATLAB and those kinds of computational programs to come up with the same answer. But by using machine learning and doing the pattern recognition, we were able to come up with the answer in just days. For example, optimizing the material maximum, minimum material conditions of uh, a kitted device. Fact information from what was happening, dimensional information in terms of where things are and what order things go together in, so like a facts and dim sort of a construct. And from there, they then were able to use the machine learning pattern recognition to come up with the optimal way to assemble the HoloLens, which improved our yields. So these are the kinds of machine learning algorithm things that will let us get to a cognitive and a faster pace in our manufacturing operations. The big future for cognitive and AI is to tackle problems that haven't been addressed yet in manufacturing, simply because there was not enough data available, not enough computation, not enough pattern recognition to be able to do these things. You could do other examples where you look at the way that you build a device and you feed it design of experiments and it can generate better ways to assemble a device or it will be able to predict what will happen in the future if you use component A versus component B. So far, Microsoft has reaped a number of important benefits from the continued digital transformation of its manufacturing operation. Darren says the team has learned some important lessons as well. I think the things we could have done differently, we should have kept the dedicated team dedicated, made this their full-time job. Of course, we didn't know that it was going to have such an impact. We didn't know that the value was going to be there. This digital transformation has been the largest change in manufacturing technologies in 30 years. And it was probably one of the easiest changes to bring to fruition. The actual physical part of connecting the data and bringing the data to Azure and making the Power BI, it was actually very simple. Like I said, a couple of weeks to automate some of the most basic reports, another few more weeks to connect to a bunch of machinery and bring all that data live. The number one thing keeping all these companies from doing this, which was the same thing for us, which is business adoption and change management. It's the fear of, if I go invest in trying to go on a digital transformation, will my business accept it? The answer to that is that it has to come from the top down. When our corporate vice president said, we're going to do this, he was relentless for the two or three months that it took for everybody all the way down the organization to believe the data, to see the change, and to get on board. Once you get that change management started, the flywheel begins, and then it perpetuates, it feeds itself. The beauty of the architecture is we've moved from systems of records to systems of records and a system of intelligence on top of that. We're not changing the fact that the data still exists on the machine or the data still exists in an ERP system. We are simply moving all that data up to a system of intelligence. We've seen value in uh, productivity gains, you know, people not collecting data anymore. We've averted product loss in the tune of millions and millions of dollars. We've optimized operations in and around just the data that we're getting from the insights. The payback, the, the value to the implementation is measured in days and weeks, not years. In our 10-part video series, Expedition Cloud, Microsoft technical experts will share the inside story of Microsoft's journey to the cloud, including proven practices, things we do differently, and advice for customers on the same journey towards digital transformation.